0: Well, hello everybody in the marketing community, this is Chris Wood, Associate Editor of DMN. Thanks for listening to the one-on-one podcast, I'm here today with Omer Artun, CEO and founder of the Enterprise Customer Data Platform, Agile One, welcome. We had a great conversation a couple of weeks ago, our readers have been reading about the new CDP kind of add-on offering that uh, Agile One has, uh, has announced like to get a little bit into your relationship with uh, retailers and kind of the, your perspective on the retail industry and uh, the idea that you came up uh, with that I, that I hadn't heard before, but that was really, uh, I thought kind of eye opening was just the idea of retailers, brands, um, no matter who it is, their customers managing a customer profile. So I was wondering if you could get into a little bit that idea of what a customer, uh, portfolio. A, a, a customer portfolio is yeah. all about.
1: Yeah. Thank, uh, Chris. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, yes, this this has been an idea that uh, you know uh, I've developed, but there's also uh, lots of theoretical writing about it. Especially, there's a book called uh, Customer Equity by Robert Plotberg uh, from Harvard University that have uh, talked about similar ideas. But you know, uh, the way I, the way I see customers is you know people sometimes get the misnomer that they should only focus on their high value customers and and not worry about anything else. But at the end of the day, um, you have many customers, some of them will be high value, low value, some of them will be great customers, some of them will be a a pain in the rear and so forth. But at the end of the day, you have a portfolio of them. And as long as that portfolio is doing well and there's, you know, people are going from low value to high value, some of them are attriting, new people are coming in. You need to treat that portfolio as a as a as a real living you know uh, system, and and try to maximize the value of that overall, rather than saying rather than picking a segment of that which is kind of high value customers, which is what the mistake that I see, and and basically just focusing on that. Uh, and the reason for that is you know just just as you know you know businesses the way they will. Uh, increase the value of their enterprise is by maximizing the lifetime value of customers. Right. And if you think of, of lifetime value uh, as a value concept, it's the same, it's a very similar thing to a stock market or, or a set of stocks that you might have. Uh, and what you're doing is, you know, you have a portfolio, you're not going to make money on every, you know, stock purchase that you make, but what you're trying to do is maximize the value of your portfolio. And that's kind of the, the similar
0: analogy. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about kind of the long tail. Going, going down the tail, this is kind of like, instead of focusing just on the high value customers, mm-hmm. having a balanced approach.
1: That's right. Um, and, and the reason here is it doesn't mean that you're going to treat every customer the same. Uh, but you need to understand that, let's say 10% of your customers are high value, you might treat them differently when they're trying to return something or, you know, you might provide some additional benefits to them because you want to retain them better and so forth. Yes, you should do that. But if you have a set of low value customers, you should also try to say, OK, like how do I make more money out of them? Maybe some of them can become medium value or high value customers. Maybe some of them I lower the, my, my service levels so that you know, I can lose less money on them or make more money on them and so forth. So you need to just understand your portfolio and, and understand the ratios and how that portfolio is changing over time. So the, the, the change dynamics over time. And and as long as bottom thirty percent is of this value and that bottom thirty percent type of customers are not increasing overnight to fifty percent,
0: you're in the trade. Two things that are coming to my mind. First of all, so data is really important about identifying where the customers are, who those customers are, right? I mean that that's what it sounds like um, in terms of who is your thirty percent and and who, who to act on the other idea that i'm thinking about is there's a certain level of risk it seems in spending too much on su- too much time resources on the wrong customer
1: that that's absolutely correct um the um the data is driving a lot of these uh, new approaches um this has been talked about for 20 30 years you know um uh, starting with like Don Peppers and uh, who, who, wrote, who wrote and talked about this, you know, 25, 30 years ago. But the data is 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 driving all of this. A lot of a lot of retailers or a lot of uh, marketers have approached the equation from a either merchandising perspective. You know, people merchandise products and people just bought those products. So the merchants, everything was very merchant driven, or then, then, we saw the the evolution of channels of like purchase channels and, and marketing channels like Facebook and e-commerce and so forth. These were very channel-driven ways of managing a business. Like e-commerce has its own budget, has its own marketing and so forth. And and those were the wrong approaches because if you think about it from a customer's perspective, you know, customers who's paying the money, so it's their credit card uh, and. The, what product they buy and how they buy it is just their preference. They might buy today from e-commerce. They might return it to the store. They might buy this product or that product and so forth. So I think uh, people are coming to the realization that the cost it's it's driven off of the customer and they should be influencing the customer, but not not like not the channel and so forth. And one of my good friends, you know, Charlie Cole has a, has a great thing. He says, you know, if you want to maximize the value of e-commerce. You would just, you know, not display store locator on the on the on the website because that would maximize the value of e-commerce. But you're doing all of those. You're, you're configuring your channels. You know, you're doing like buy online, pick up in store. Um, uh, you're doing merchandising that's much more personalization-driven. Like here are the best products for you, and so forth. All of those efforts that you're seeing in the market are all trying to become. Uh, are, are all. Kind of manifestations of brands trying to become customer centric.
0: So we were talking a little bit about um, a shifting in emphasis on brands over retailers, over different channels, over channels and, and merchandising. So if you think about
1: how you can manage a company, where is the PNL? So in the PNL, um, used to be with merchants. Each merchant had you know you had whatever like. Uh, p and for uh, skirts, PNL for whatever, like you know, tops and this, that, and the other. Like each merchant was responsible for their purchases, production, markdown budget, and so forth. I'm talking about a you know standard kind of a, uh, a clothing retailer, but you can you can imagine that it applies to all of those here. Sure. Uh, and then you had p for e-commerce, P&L for stores, like you know, like stores and uh, you know year-over-year sales and, and comps and so forth. Those were all kind of the PNL. What is what drives the business, right? Like if you have a PNL on something, that's what you're going to focus on: your revenue and costs, right? People are now talking about, you know, customer profitability and customer PNL and so forth, or segment PNLs and so forth. These are uh, more things that are talked about. But again, this is we're in the beginning phases of that. This 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 type of an approach is pretty nascent. Before we get to that true kind of a segment P&L approach, which which I think is the right approach, and when you have the segments, you can think of that as, you know, I have a, I have a clothing line, but I have a set of my customers that buy it for business and set of customers that buy it for leisure, set of customers that are low value. could have different segments, different ways of segmentation, and those segments together form the portfolio of customers, and each segment can have a P&L, and, and people are going to that in the next five to ten years but right now it starts with kind of who is my customer which segments do I have you know what are the preferences of those segments how do I merchandise properly to that segment how do I understand their channel preferences how do I service these people differently I mean that's another thing that's coming everybody talks about customer experience customer experience is the next kind of the the secret ingredient into the whole equation that that you can use to uh, change the profitability and the and the retention of, of those segments and portfolios,
0: because you can really zero in on the specific needs of a particular individual.
1: That's correct. Um, if I'm uh, if I'm Hugo Boss and I'm selling um, uh, custom made suits and so forth, you know, making sure that. Um, continuously like I might have uh, you know I might have to shorten my my sleeves this that, and the other if I'm a high value customer just offer that for me for free or you know maybe do uh, some some additional services uh, provide that to me as, as a courtesy versus if I'm buying just socks and you know some like low value items from the boss then it might be just a great store experience where people get to kind of help me out and so forth those those are very different kind of service models that treats different customers differently um, and people do notice that and people does it does make a difference in their value overall
0: for a we wrap-up we're already probably heading into holiday season right I mean it's Halloween uh, and before we know it it'll be right until holiday. It, it is this kind of idea about a uh, customer portfolio changing the way the retailers are viewing kind of the annual seasonal cycles?
1: Uh, I think overall it will be hard to get off that uh, drug, the, the holiday um, discounting drug. But, but discounting is I think one of the biggest reasons why retail is, is being destroyed because it's just applied it's it, it just like the more you discount, the more you're conditioning the customer to wait for a discount. Uh, a race to the bottom. Race to the bottom. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so people have a hard time getting value of their innovation and their, of, their, of their product differentiation. Because at the end of the day, you know, if, if two things does similar things, I'll go get the low, lowest price. That's what, that's what the, and there are brands that have, have moved away from that. And those are the most successful brands. Um, like Apple, for example, and
0: an example that comes to mind. We just recently covered Chipotle, and they refuse to lower the price of a burrito, but they'll add a service like a free delivery or something like that's that. That's right.
1: That's right. So, so instead of that that's a great way of doing it. Um, so, so again, that's kind of the, the the example that I was giving. Rather than discounting the custom made suit, you know, offer services that have uh, a value to the consumer. But doesn't cost as much or doesn't degrade the margins of a retailer because when the margins of the, the retailer starts degrading, uh, you know, they can't afford the rent. So that's why you see a lot of like store closures and so forth. Uh, and, and they won't be able to provide the product innovation or the design innovation that people are looking for.
0: A lot of what I've covered in in retail says that store experience is still important, maybe especially with younger shoppers, Gen Z shoppers who have more time on their hands. I'm not quite sure exactly how that all breaks down, Um, but there is kind of a shift where before we were thinking the more that we get e-commerce like you said the focus on the e-commerce channel uh (laughs) you can boost that up 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 at the cost of what you know who are you blocking from going into a store so uh what's what's the difference now what's the shift that that you're seeing or is it is it really that omni-channel approach
1: so so when you say customer experience there are multiple ways of of uh showing that customer experience or creating that customer experience. Some of it is, you know, I have extra people that come and spend a lot of time with me and so forth. Those type of things, I think, need to be tested to see if that additional cost has additional benefit.
0: There needs to be a data, they need so to be data had, yeah. yeah, There needs to be
1: a data to measure the impact of that, whether, um, you know, I might take my Northeast stores and apply a, a, a 40% more labor model and see if, my sales increase 40% or my retention increase by 40% and so forth. The other part of like customer experience that I think you know, might make an impact is, is things like, like, like what, I was, what, I, what I was describing is you need to do customer experience in a way that the, the perceived value is higher than the cost. So if I offer... Um, they're getting a deal. They're getting a deal. Or uh, for example, like Hugo Boss... Um, in my, like, uh, I'm making this up, I'm completely making this up. So, you go uh, ask hypothetical, hypothetical, like uh, uh, tail, uh, has a Taylor Swift concert in New York, and has they sponsor it and has tickets, and they only give it to their best customers, right? So that's something that is of value, but has there's no way that the customer could go get that ticket. So it, it's it's creating that. Uh, the difference between like perceived value and the actual cost has to be different the 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 problem with discounting which is what most people use as a as a as a tool to get customers if you discount $1 a $1 of margin is lost right but if you provide you know free tailoring service You know, it might be uh, of $50 value, it might cost you $5, and 80% of customers are not going to use it, so therefore, the cost to you is like, you know, 10 cents, right? So, in the customer's mind, if I have free lifetime tailoring service, it's of value $100 to me, but it costs you 10 cents. Now, that is a great experience, and, and done in a way that it financially makes sense. So, the financial... And 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 the more you can shift away from discounting to that, uh, without that will will help not degrade your margins.
0: I mean, it essentially comes down to like services versus the actual product in like a retail situation.
1: It could be anything. Yeah, it could be any of those things. I mean, I, I, there there are many ideas that I've seen. Like I've seen ideas where people say, um, you know, if you are if you are at this level, you get you know x number of products for free per year or something like that. But in order to get that level, you have you know you have to be a a regular customer and so forth. Or you know at a restaurant, you know, they might give you like a free drink or something like that whenever you come in because you're a VIP customer. But that drink is the value of that drink is $15, but the cost is like 15 cents, right? So so the value exchange, there's a, there's a huge difference in the value exchange. When the value exchange is exactly the same, that's where it, everybody loses, right? Because the discounting is like that. Discounting, the value exchange is equal.
0: The point is to give away something that they aren't necessarily going to buy anyway. That is a true add-on that's yeah. at the real cost of the retailer versus, you know, uh, killing a sale that's <laughs> that right. might happen. That's right. that's right. And again, that would be... Data to inform you that okay, this person uh, kind of the predictive quality of, of data that this person is going to buy this or right. is going right. to buy that.
1: Right, because when you when you do that discounting, which I believe is is one of the biggest killers of, of retail, when you sell a ten dollar item on sale for six dollars, and I see that for six dollars, next time I see that item for ten dollars next season, I'm basically thinking that it's real value. Like they'll make money at six dollars, so I'll wait for that to come to six dollars or I'll wait for somebody else to give it to me for look somewhere else yeah so you're basically training the customer that the value of this is actually more less than what 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 it shows on this tag right now
0: and on the other side you're you're training from a brand perspective to expect high value I mean in an omnichannel world where you can jump across and and shop comparison shop on different sites it seems like it would be more and more difficult to get that loyalty
1: that's correct yeah and if i know that you know a product costs x and there's like no way i can get a discount the purchase decision is a very simple one for me right like i'll just go buy it from wherever gives me the best experience or wherever it's easiest for me most convenient for me to buy it. or some like for example I, I there's a bicycle shop in where i live in los carlos california they basically sell the, the, the bikes at the same price as everyone else, but they basically give me lifetime uh, tune-ups for free. Okay, so for me, like seven hundred dollars here, seven hundred dollars at the major retailer, I'll go buy from here every day, and it's and they make more money out of that because every time I go, it's free tune-up. But now I need like you know a bike pump, or a uh, bike pump, or I need the tires changed or new brakes or
0: something like that. Of course, I buy it from there. Which makes you a happy member of their portfolio. That's correct. Absolutely. Yeah. And a high value. High value customer and, and they're a high value retailer for yeah. you.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Fantastic. Well, was, uh, thanks for this run through, Omer. It was great catching up. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad you got to join us today. Thank you so much. Okay, great. And everybody else can find more information on dmnews.com for data, strategy, and technology. Thanks, everybody, for listening.